As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. I don't know about you guys, but when I'm watching a game, there's nothing more exciting than when I'm putting my money on it. Sometimes I have a good feeling about a game, or sometimes I build my team because they're my team. Whether you've been betting for years or you're just starting out, let my bookie be the place for you. they got plenty of things you can do, plenty of props, plenty of ways to make money. they got a mobile site. You can bet from anywhere. Even make a live bet. And right now, we'll match your deposit. Put 100 in, get 100 back. Use the promo code CHAIRS, C-H-E-I-R, and start playing today. My bookie. You bet, you win, you get paid. All right, guys. Welcome into another Pip Panther Rants, another Sports Rants podcast. And I guess this person uh, just—I was just backing out of this uh, parking lot, and uh, this person uh, almost uh, came flying around the bend. I guess. And you know what? Now, Tom, let's be nice. I was about to go, go into some road rage, but. Nah, it's not worth it. But this person came flowering a bend and almost hit me as I was backing out. And then what ticks me off is I just got this car back. But welcome to our Pit Panther Rants, our Sports Friends podcast, you guys. Um, brought to you by Armchair Media. Take a seat. Ten minutes left of my on-call, Period. I get a call that the system's down again, and kind of frustrating because, well, I have all this stuff I have to do and all these appointments that I've been promising other people, and I haven't been able to do them because, well, some people just can't get their act together. But I told this, you know, the next person that's on call what they need to do, and I'm I'm over it. Anyways, college football wrapped up. We saw um, LSU defeat Clemson. I had I thought Clemson would win this one. I I, liked, I went with them mainly because I wasn't too crazy about the SEC. That you know, this, as a conference as a whole, although the ACC wasn't any better. But basically, the SEC for the most part tends to be. It tends to be the kid on, the, you know, when you play a little league, it's, you always have that one teammate who has, like, the best equipment. He may have the best batting gloves, the best spikes, uh, the best aluminum bat. He may have that aluminum bat that's made of that lightweight aluminum, you know, it's, so the bat's really light, and the bat costs a fortune. And you may think he's good, but it uh, turns out, well, he's probably, he can't hit for shit, and so there you go. That's what the SEC, you know, tends to be. But LSU was just another different, um, on a whole different level. And it's funny to see all this love fest for Ed Orgeron from some of the LSU fans when they wanted him gone 
before last year. Before, I mean, I, I mean, we had one person who's a local radio. He did local radio in Houston. He was wondering what by what game they could, they could fire him by. But Coach O prevailed, and of course, everybody loves him now. But you know, good for him. I mean, I thought he should have gotten the USC job when it was available. He did some nice things for them after Kiffin got fired. I, it looked like he opened up the game a lot more for USC after Kiffin was fired, and it seemed like you know what, maybe Ed, you know, learned a lot from his first at, at Ole Miss, and you know, he knew how what he needed to do to get you know to where he needed to be. So the LSU job came about, and people wanted him going. And he, you know, he surrounded himself with really good assistants. I mean, he had Matt Cannon on, which didn't work out. But Ed didn't like what he was doing, and brought somebody that would you know fit more with his needs and goals. So, hey, good for him. But I watched the game, and, you know, Clemson came out swinging, and they missed on some good opportunities. But even Joe Burrow, I mean, they, they got the Joe Burrow at one point, but they couldn't take advantage of a lot of it. And LSU just got stronger for the most part as the game went along. And, well, that was it. It doesn't mean that Clemson was overrated. I mean, it was just college football this year basically was was basically LSU and everybody else. So there's really no shame in that. I mean, this is probably one of the great, probably one of the greatest college football teams in history, possibly because of all the you know, teams they beat. And Joe Burrow had probably one of the greatest seasons in college football history. I mean. It's amazing. But overall, it wasn't too bad of a season of college football. I mean, there was a lot of, you know, the thing about the playoffs now is teams are scheduling differently for the playoffs, and we're not gonna, we're going to see any more. I have a feeling we're not going to see as many more marquee, you know, out-of-conference games and whatnot. It's all going to be basically in-conference is where all the excitement is going to be. Unfortunately, and there's a fire truck. Well, the fire truck is now coming my way, so my guess, and I'm heading towards the freeway, which makes me to believe that uh, there's a wreck on the freeway. Well, that sucks. Well, I hope the person's all right. You know. Anyways, I made it through the underpass, so I won't have to pull over. As far as those people go, if they're hurt, well, I hope they're not hurt. I hope nobody's hurt. I mean, it's raining out. There's always going to be an accident when it's raining. So I, I sincerely hope they're all right. And I sincerely hope this fire truck is going on the freeway. Oh, they are. Awesome. But as you all saw the other week, or well, at least last week, Matt Roll left for, left uh, Baylor for uh, the NFL I have a uh, co-worker whose uh, son plays, plays for the Baylor football team. So naturally, when he got the text, he was shocked. You know, stunned that Matt Roll was gone. 
Although Matt Rule was very open with the players about he was going to talk to NFL teams. He supposedly joked to one of the, one of the Baylor players that um, it was going to take at least $14 million for him to leave you know, Baylor. Well, he got $9 million, so I think he's good in that respect. But he was open, and I think, you know, the, the thing about Matt Roll was it was it would have to be the right opportunity. He took the Baylor job for the obvious reasons. Um, he knew that he knew about the scan, you know, all the stuff that was happening with them, all the fallout. But he knew that the, the way Baylor has what they've done with their athletic programs, all the money they put into them, that if they gave him what he wanted, he would um, he'd have the program back in no time, which is what happened. So that's why he took the job. And he knew what he... As soon as he got in, he knew what he had. By year two, he knew his team was going to go to a bowl game. Because he saw what he... He knew what he had already. And he knew what work they were putting in. And if, and if, all, and if all worked out, they would go to a bowl game. And by year three, he knew that they would play in the... He, he predicted, actually, they would play in an important game. Which they did play for the conference title, and they went to the Sugar Bowl. Why? Why? Because he knew what he had in terms of players, and he knew the work they were putting in. So Carolina is getting a really good coach, and Matt, you know, Matt Roll gets it totally. But yeah, at the end of the day, there's the business side of it, and. You know, players are shocked. They will always be. I mean, they sent the text out, and then, of course, right now they have an interim coach, you know, by the name of McGuire. He he was a very successful Texas head coach, and he's a guy that Matt Rule brought on because he needed somebody to recruit Texas. And he may get the they the players love him, so he may get the uh, he may get get hired as head coach. We'll see. Here's the thing, though. If he, if he doesn't get hired, someone else is going to hire him and give him some money. So, if I'm Baylor, I probably want to hold on to him. Uh, Pitt lost on Sunday to uh, Miami. That was the game they could have won. I mean, that I mean that's Miami and Wake are two games they could have won. That's the thing about this team is they're so up and down. But the thing is, they have to be so locked in for the entire game that they can't afford scoring droughts and whatnot. Basically, they can't afford to screw around and Capel stressed it to them after the North Carolina game that, you know, they, they, they saw what they needed to do. And of course, well, they went to Miami and didn't do it for the most part. And they can make a comebacks and, you know, it's that fool me once, fool me twice kind of thing. So this week they got, they're back at home. They got North Carolina coming up again. I think North Carolina's going to be a little bit more awake at this time. And, well, they'll probably make us pay, which I hope not. And then we got Louisville. So after the North Carolina one, I was hoping for at least, you know, well, I predicted probably one, you know, own four, one, three. I was hoping for more, but I guess I can, you know I was asking for too much. 
Shame on me. But on top of that, Pitt unveiled the whole Victory Heights thing. And it's an awesome plan. I know people are going to jump about the on-campus stadium thing. The on-campus thing is never going to happen. I mean, if it does, it won't be for a long time. I'll probably be, I'll probably be dead if there's an on-campus stadium ever. And like I said, I've outlined why I would want why I would not want an on-campus stadium because I think that the developers would be brought in and they would ruin it. They would ruin Oakland. It allows. I mean. Let them uh, let them fuck up the North Shore. I mean, I don't really care. You know, let them continue to build and tear down tailgating lots, put hotels up and all that other crap. Let them do it. And then eventually the steers will probably abandon, abandon it to go to Cranberry. Then we're stuck with a bunch of hotels and whatnot. Or we can just build more casinos. I mean, shit, we got that one. We can add on to it. You know, do some riverboat, riverboat if we don't do it already. Who knows? I don't know. But it's a beautiful plan, and, you know, women's volleyball is going to get a new complex, and deservedly so. I mean, the Fitzgerald Fieldhouse is nice, but it doesn't have air conditioning, which shocks the hell out of me. But then again, the car- I don't think the carrier down in Syracuse has air conditioning either. It's got to suck, really, if you think about that. Oof. You, fi- you figure in... Jesus, all that perspiration in that place. Oof. Maybe it's not, I mean, hopefully it's not that bad. I don't know. Oh, well. Uh, yesterday we did a survey for, um, you know, we're trying to get another sponsor and I did the whole over 21 thing. And I really didn't realize how many people under 21 listen to my podcast. Uh, kudos to you guys for listening to this. I mean, unless it's my followers, just just screw with me. But kudos to you guys, man. That's that's awesome. I'm glad you have the free time to listen to this. I mean, I'm I mean, I'm surprised. I mean, anyone has time to listen to this, but you know. I could easily, I mean, if I really was dissatisfied with this podcast, I would stop at any time, but it's, I've become a creature of habit with it, so why the hell not? I mean, I'm not going to go and be, I'm not going to have a radio show or anything like that. Oh, hey, more pages are coming in. Well, I'm, I'm no longer on call, so fuck this. I ain't going to worry about it. Of course, I have to go on site, so I'll have to, you know, let them, I'll have to hear them complain. Get this working. But that's life. Anyways. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're working on a sponsor right now, and of course, it, it deals with something over 21. Uh, it's not cigarettes, unfortunately, because, you know, because the smoking age now is 21 in some states. Uh, it's 21 in Texas. I think Pennsylvania was pushing for it if, if they haven't already. Here's the thing. Um... It's 21 in Texas, but they're not really enforcing it in the gas stations and whatnot. Mainly because, you know, a lot of their customers are under 21. They're 18 over. And that's where they get a lot of their business from. 
it's not so much just selling cigarettes. Um, they're selling cigars, you know, you know, single cigars because you can buy singles now of, the, of them now, whether they're whether they're black and mild or the backwoods. I used to love backwoods in high school. I'm 40 now. I used to love them. I used to love those things because they would come in a little package where it wasn't like a box. It was like more like a pouch. And you would get these little cigars. Literally, they were hand rolled, and they looked awesome. And of course, what other what other ones did I smoke? There was the Philly Blunts; those were good. Um, Swisher Sweets were decent. Uh, what else? Black and Milds. I smoked those. I think I'll, my senior year of high school, I went to Ocean City, Maryland, for a week. You know, after I graduated, no, it was like August after I, after I graduated. I think I smoked Black and Miles the entire um, freaking week. I think by that, well, actually, you know what? I got there on a Sunday and I smoked probably, by, I think by Thursday, my mouth was freaking dry and scaly. And from I guess from all the beer I was drinking and the cigars I was smoking, that had to stop smoking that stuff for a while. And I, think, I don't think I've smoked Black and Miles since then. I mean, when I went to Canada, I had a... Um, I had a Cuban cigar, and that was life-changing. But, you know, for you, for you, for you kids that are, um, you know, I should say kids or young young adults who are, over, who are uh, under 21, let's see my podcast. If you're over 18, go to Canada. I think, I think drinking age is still 18. You may need your, like, your birth certificate or whatever. I think they require you a passport now, but... Drinking age is 18, and you get to buy some Cuban cigars. In Toronto, I think Toronto is like a, like a four to six hour drive. It's not that it's not, it's, not, it's about the same as driving to Ocean City, Maryland. And it's not a bad drive. I mean, go grab a few of your buddies. You know, get a hotel room and uh, go hit the town because when I went to Toronto back in 2001, it, I, it was hilarious. I handed them my ID for carding. And the guy's like, why you hand me your ID for? You you look like you're 18. And I'm like, huh? He's like, yeah, drinking age is 18 here. Unless Canada got fucking uh, up and up, you know, an uppity, or at least Toronto didn't raise it to 21, which I hope not. And plus, beer's a lot stronger there. At least I thought it was, or used to be. And the Hockey Hall of Fame is in Toronto. So, I mean, go check that out, you, you, you young whippersnappers. But uh, yeah, thanks for listening, you guys. I'm glad to have you. I mean, if there's any uh, if there's any uh, adult advice you guys need from me on my podcast, feel free to send me a, a DM or whatever. Now we had the NFL playoffs that happened over the weekend. I mean, we got the, a- a- the AFC the AFC NFC title games are are or you know are um, set to go. Uh, let's see what we got here. Um, well. Let's start with Saturday, for instance. Um, the 49ers beat the Vikings, and I took the Vikings to win that game. The 49ers are just, they just came out swinging. They, they're, they're, they executed their game plan for the most part. I mean, they just, Jimmy Jimmy G was, all, was hit on all cylinders, and I thought he would struggle. He was just freaking throwing lasers. And 
the Vikings were going to need more uh, Kirk Cousins to win this game, it turned out. And, well, Kirk can only do so much. You know, you can only give, you can only give Dalvin Cook the ball so much before you have to rely on Kirk Cousins. And, well, Kirk, you know, did all he could, but golly gee, he just wasn't enough. And then that, that night we saw the Titans beat the uh, Ravens, which didn't surprise me because, the you know, Baltimore... Well, I mean, for the most part, they played a lot of crappy teams. I mean, New England wasn't that great, they, although they beat them. But our division, for the most part, was pretty mediocre. Cleveland sucked. Uh, Cincinnati sucked. The Steelers were pretty much mediocre for the most part. The Titans, obviously, I mean, my guess is that probably Belichick gave... Um, you know, he probably gave Vrabel his game plan and said, this is how to beat uh, the Ravens. And they did a masterful job of it. I mean, they took away a lot of Lamar's running lanes, forced him to the sidelines. And I thought by halftime, you know, when the Ravens were driving and got to, you know, got, got through before the half, I figured that uh, Baltimore would uh, turn up in the second half and it just wasn't the case. Uh, Derek Henry was a man amongst boys, and I mean it doesn't discount what Lamar Jackson did. He's had he had a great year. He he's MVP. I mean he had an MVP season for the most part. I mean he had probably the best years and we've we've seen. It doesn't take away what he did. I mean the playoffs are just another level, and I'm sure he'll be back and he'll. They'll get further next time, maybe in the Super Bowl. But I think once, once I think once Mark Ingram went down, that was that was pretty much it for him because Mark Ingram was one of his, you know, they're like a one-two punch, and they just it just didn't happen. Like this. Maybe Bill Davis did that just on defense and collapsed and he 
Titans and the Chiefs, and we got the Packers and the 49ers, which should be a really good game because, you know, these guys were rivals back in the 90s, and, and of course they were rivals, no, they've been rivals, I mean, Colin Kaepernick used to give them fits until Green Bay, you know, figured them out. They had to go to Texas A&M to do that, but they figured them out. Anyways, I'll close up here, guys, because I have nothing much else to ramble about. Uh, I'll talk to you guys later this week. Hell to pit. See you later.